Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the show. Today we have a new car to talk about, and it's a new car from Jag. Although I think it's just a facelift. Yeah, it's just a facelift. However, Jag has been struggling, so to be honest, as long as they're pumping out new product, then I'm happy to see that we've got news, even if it's just a facelift. I am talking about the 2021 Jaguar XE, which gains a mild hybrid diesel powertrain and a big price cut. Let's get into the article from Car Scoops. In addition to the facelifted XF, Jaguar has revealed the updated 2021 XE as well, which receives a mild hybrid powertrain, a new faster infotainment system, and a major price cut to make it more competitive in the segment. The 2021 Jaguar XE is now offered with a new mild hybrid powertrain. It has a 2-liter in Ingenium? Ingenium diesel engine producing 201 horsepower, which is 23 more than the engine it replaces, and returned a combined fuel economy of 58.5 mpg UK. The biggest surprise regarding the 2021 Jaguar XE is the significant price cut. The new model now starts from £29,635, which is down from £34,600 in the UK. That's kind of a, that's almost a worrying price cut to me, but anyway. As for the new mile hybrid D200 variant, that starts from £30,205. The new MEV, essentially M-E-H-E-V, sorry, no, 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 M-H-E-V, so FEV, but with an M. The new MEV powertrain of the 2021 Jaguar XE is using a belt-driven starter generator that harvests energy during slowing down and braking. Isn't that a bit redundant, though, to say during slowing down and braking? Because to slow down, well, no, to slow down, you don't have to brake. Okay, fine, it's not quite redundant, but it does sound very redundant. I digress, though which is then stored in a 48-volt lithium-ion battery. The stored energy is then used to assist the engine when accelerating away, as well as acting as a more refined and responsive stop-start system. The mild hybrid 2021 Jaguar XE D200 is capable of hitting 60 miles per hour in 6.9 seconds and emits 127 grams per, per kilometer of CO2 on the WLTP cycle. The engine range includes two more petrol options, with customers offered a 2-liter turbo 4-cylinder four, four petrol engine, with either 246 or 295 horsepower. All powertrains, including the new D200 mild hybrid diesel, are paired to an 8-speed automatic transmission. I imagine it's, the, it's a ZF transmission, because Jag has been using that transmission for a while now. Jaguar offers an all-wheel drive system as an option on the D200 and P250 models. The, these, the nomenclature just is so lame. And as standard fit on the range-topping P300. I just... I guess I can kind of understand it because it goes from, you know, 200 to 250 to 300. But come on, where's the actual... What happened to actual names for trim levels? Or for or for grades, as you could also say. I missed that. That that to me was easier when when it made sense than D200, P250. and Although I guess D means diesel and then P means petrol. And okay, and I guess the 300 and the 250 is sort of the powertrain, or sort of the horsepower numbers, even though they're a, a tad optimistic. Anyway, enough rambling about that. New infotainment with over-the-air updates. The other highlight of the Jaguar XE's latest update comes from the interior, as the carmaker has now added the new PV Pro, or PIVI, PIVI Pro infotainment system. This is based on JLR's newest electronic vehicle architecture called EVA 2.0, which supports new technologies and future proofs to XE with over-the-air update uh, capability. 
The new Pivi Pro infotainment system is much faster to boot up thanks to its dedicated power source and runs through a 10-inch touchscreen display with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto as standard, as well as a second 5.5-inch display for the HVAC controls. In addition, the 12.3-inch digital instrument cluster received enhanced graphics and can show full-screen navigation mapping. Jaguar also added their latest steering wheel design and their enhanced cabin air insulation. Ionization. Ionization? It's ion ion I-O-N-I-S-A-T-I-O-N. What does that mean? So it's, it's that system, or it's that name system that filters out PM 2.5 particulates. I wonder if they meant particulates and not particles, but that's weird. Very weird. But anyway, you know, let's talk about the interior first, because I really, really want to talk about that. Jag's new steering wheel design is one of my favorite in the industry now. It has a slim uh, airbag cover, which I love. The steering rim itself looks to be fairly thin, which I quite like, especially in a luxury car. It, it's kind of underrated to me, especially as most modern cars don't go that route anymore. The buttons are sleek. The, I don't want to, I don't, it's probably aluminum. The aluminum silver outline on the buttons and on the third spoke is gorgeous gorgeous i alfa romeo was not my absolute favorite but was pretty close but i think i prefer jag's new steering wheel it's just one of the most attractive looking steering wheels i've seen in a very very long time small airbox cover a relatively thin rim the actual steering wheel itself seems to seems to be colored with the rest of the dash the the silver that outlines the spokes especially the third one which by that I mean the middle one on the on the bottom. Oh man, I love this steering wheel design. It's just so it's almost minimalist, and it's not chunky. It's not chunky, and that's fantastic. So I've just had a look at the pre faceless steering wheel, and it's such a difference. It's insane. The airbag cover on old Jack steering wheels was pretty pretty chunky. Pretty. It took up a lot of the steering wheel. It took up a lot of real estate, shall we say. And what I just realized is that the buttons on the pre-facelift steering wheel, there's a lot, there's many of them. Like, too many of them. So what the facelift also does, if it doesn't remove the amount of buttons, it certainly organizes them in a much smarter way, so it looks better. So the steering wheel is a massive improvement, especially on the airbag cover. The old Jag, it was just too big to me, too chunky. It was... It made the steering wheel look kind of heavy. Whereas now, it's sporty, it's slim, it's athletic. It's Jaguar. It looks so good. Now, the air vents, the shapes didn't change, and the locations didn't change. The driver's side air vent, same shape, same location. The passenger side air vent, same shape, same location. And that is to say, relatively triangular. And then you have the central air vents on top of the touchscreen. Same shape, except the difference is that the touchscreen seems to have been moved back. Because on the pre-facelift, it's... There's an outer surround that pops out from where the touchscreen is, so there's about what would seem to be two and a half inches of just silver before you get to the, the screen itself. And then, again, you go to the air vents, and there's, I guess, a, a bit of leather that lines the top of that silver before you, before you get to the air, not the airbag, the air vent surface. In this case, it's nowhere, it doesn't look to be anywhere near as dramatic. Now it's just a very slim little bar. It actually reminds me a lot of, I believe it's the new GMC Sierra, where it has that little bar on the touchscreen and it splits something. It's like that, but it splits the touchscreen from the air vent. It would appear though that the, so 
the touchscreen still isn't flush with anything, but now it doesn't look to pop the way that they've outlined the the air vents, then the touchscreen, and then the way that the silver runs down to the lower center console. It doesn't make the touchscreen stick out as much. It's, I guess, it's a little bit more coherent. Whereas in the old dash design, and I'm looking at the photo right now, it's almost as if the touchscreen is made to be a focal point. Your eye is drawn to that, but mostly because it kind of sticks out in, in a bad way, if you ask me. So now, in the new interior, it's way more organic looking. It's way more coherent looking. And then outside of that, we go down to the we go down to the HVAC functions, and as we just talked about, there's a little screen, and there's nice, massive HVAC redundant buttons, so I'm very happy about that. And it looks better and less cluttered than in the old interior. Because in the old interior, it looks very BMW-ish because you have a bunch of search functions and HVAC functions, and it was just very BMW-esque to me. Kind of cluttered as well. So now it's just, it's simple. It's like, oh, big button, big button, screen in the middle. Not hard to fathom. The only thing I don't like about this new interior is the fact that Jaguar's rotary dial that I really like, especially the way how, especially how it rose from the lower center console, is no longer a thing anymore. Now it's more like a traditional handle, which some people will probably like because it's a bit sportier. I, I'm just a little bit sad because I quite like the way that Jag pulled off the rotary dial. And also, because I've just seen this, the engine stop-start button. In the old Jag interior, it was, it was below the HVAC function, so you would, press, you would press into it like a normal button. Now, it's where the gear shifter is on the lower center console, so you're going to be pressing down. You're not going to be pressing into the dash, into the dash structure. What, what do they call the dash structure? I forgot what they call it, but... The thing that stretch out. Man, I really have forgotten. But anyway, so now you're just pressing down into the lower center console to start it. I don't know if that's cooler or sportier. It might be, but it's an interesting change, but it might open up some more space. So I can't really say that I find that to be a bad thing. It's just different. Man, I love that steering wheel, though. That is the, that's my favorite thing about the new interior, is that steering wheel. I think they call it a dash structure. I'm still thinking about that. I'm still trying to figure it out. But yes, dash structure. It's no longer, or in the middle central, con center console below the HVAC. Either way, I've belabored that point enough. Let's talk about the exterior design. It looks almost the same. Although, I, I think I like it more than the prior, the 2019-2020 the model year cars. Mostly because the face is now a sad face. And here, and don't get me wrong, I don't hate happy face cars. I don't. In fact, I really like the original first gen Miata. Oh, wait, no. It was just the model I was looking at. That one still has the upward, the curved lower, the upward lower lip, I should say. I was, I was gonna say though that I just prefer it for Jag because it looks, it looks more right to me, and it's hard for me to explain that. It just looks better with it not having a grinning face and it being more of a frowny Jag, Jaguar cat face. But I do prefer that over the smiling face that they do still have, even though it's, it's okay, it's okay. I do still like it. I'm starting to feel I'm starting to feel like though the XE and certainly the XF, the design is starting to become a little bit dated. I'm starting to see a lot of Ford what do they call it in Britain? Because we call it the Ford Fusion. I'm starting to see a lot of Mondeo actually. It seems like it's becoming a lot like a Ford Mondeo now. I mean a sporty one at that, but it just doesn't seem it, it seems like it's getting dated. It seems like it's getting a little bit old. And that makes me sad because I, I love the well, I really like the XF. I never really got into the XE, but I'm liking the way that the XE is looking so far. That's okay. You know what? That reminds me. I should. I need to make a OneNote list of all the cars that I need to go watch videos on so I can get caught up on what the general consensus is. But I never actually watched reviews 
of the XE to see whether or not it was any good. Because I remember, I think that was Jet. The XE was a replacement for the. No, we still have the XF. So, oh, I was thinking of the XJ. Yeah, the XE was either a new car for Jag or it was a replacement for one. But either way, it's the design is starting to look a little dated, a little bit like a Taurus to me, like a, a really sporty one at that. But still, it's becoming a bit mundane. But it's still dignified. It still looks like a Jag, and it still looks good. It's just getting a little bit long in the tooth now. But anyway, that that is how I feel about the new XE. How do you feel? Please tell me in the comments below. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, please like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Hitting the little notification bell and then all notifications. That way you'll be notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, well then just boot up wherever you get your podcast. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum before you set off, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I hope you all enjoyed. I'll see you next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.